The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, April 20th edition. Five-game early slate, seven-game main slate. We'll go deep into the seven-game slate. Quick overview of the five-game slate. Hope everybody had a great Tuesday. West Coast games are still early on here, but Machado already went deep. I was all over. I told you guys to play Machado. Great spot for Machado. That worked out well. Rowdy Telez went to Ding Dong City. A lot of good things going our way. We'll see if it finishes really good or just okay. We'll see how things go. As the night goes on, but before we get into Wednesday's action, make sure you check me out on Twitter at BDNTrick. I can help you out there or join us in the free Fantasy DGens Discord. Lots of fun chatter going on in there. Cash games, GPPs, the works, all that kind of fun stuff as well. If you give this podcast a rate and review on iTunes, I truly would appreciate it. And if you'd like to watch the podcast, go to the Fantasy DGens YouTube channel. Give it the old subscribe and the thumbs up there. That would be great as well. All right, your totals on the five-game early slate for you from 10 40 a.m. Pacific time, 1.40 p.m. Eastern time is where things kick off on this early slate. And we have two Pirates Brewers total of eight, Braves Dodgers total of nine, Phillies Rockies 11.5, Reds Padres 8.5, Yankees Tigers 7.5, Angels Astros 8.5. So uh, Angels Astros somehow isn't on this slate though, so don't worry about that one, but that's another one starting about the same time as uh, some other games. So you have five games, Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, White Sox, Cleveland, uh, Philadelphia, Colorado, Atlanta, L.A., Cincinnati, San Diego. Some interesting pitching here. you got Shane Bieber at 10-8. Velocity has been down a ton of late. Been very, very exploitable. I'll look to stack some Chicago White Sox on this small slate to differentiate for sure. So look into that. The weather, it's been nasty. It got postponed because of like snow and then rain. I get, they haven't played much this week. Let's put it that way. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out there. But uh, give me some White Sox bats there versus the Beebs. I can go back to Woodruff. It's been rough so far, but uh, you got this this uh, Pirates team. We know we can try to exploit going into uh, Tuesday night. They were um, striking out 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Burns did pretty good for the most part. So Woodruff, probably popular, but 9700 bucks. I'll go that route. If you want to be a little contrarian, Charlie Morton at 9200 bucks. It's been a rough go for Charlie compared to what we're used to. He's still at least gone five innings in both starts, but five runs his last time out, two runs prior to that. 5Ks in both starts. If you guys limit the damage, we know the strikeouts are there. 
We know we can go deep into games. So Charlie Martin is a good tournament play at 9,200 bucks off the probably popular Brandon Woodruff. If you're playing cash, play Brandon Woodruff. That's very simple. Uh, and then your other options are Kinsey Gore, 7,200 bucks at um, at home against the Cincinnati Reds, a Reds team that heading into uh, Tuesday night, you could definitely take advantage of striking out 27% of the time versus left-handed pitching with a 187 average against and a 107 ISO. So McKenzie Gore is in a really, really good spot at 7,200 bucks. Like I'd be willing to go Woodruff, Gore, and Cash. Um, and uh, Morton's a pivot off of Woodruff. If you want to pivot off of Gore, I think Dallas Keuchel's your dude at 6,300 bucks. Um, so far this season, when you look at Keuchel's overall productions, one start, five innings, three earned, five Ks for 15.7 points versus Seattle. He's 6,300 bucks. So you're not looking for him to break the bank, and he's playing a Cleveland Guardians team that you know isn't like world beaters. They're striking out 24.5 percent of the time versus lefties, hitting 224 at the 106 average against. So that makes a uh, Keiko a nice little contrarian play. So the main pitchers I'm looking at: Woodruff, Morton, Woodruff, Cash, or any lineup. And if you want to be different, use Morton in a tournament. And then McKenzie Gore and Dallas Keiko would be my other angles there on the five game slate. If you're stacking things up, I love Milwaukee versus Mitch Keller. Keller's got the velocity. We still get lit up like a Christmas tree. So you go back to the Rowdy Telezes of the world, the the Yelichs, the the Wongs, the Adamases. See what the lineup looks like. Lots of ways to go there with Milwaukee. That's a really really strong spot to go. I like the White Sox stack versus Bieber to be contrarian. You know, Lou Bob has been just scorching hot. You got Tim Anderson and just go down to the hot spots in the lineup there. So White Sox in a good spot. You got Colorado, which is a great one. Marquez versus Eflin. Um, I love Colorado again versus Eflin. Eflin's been very, very rough so far. So good looking out in that one. And then uh, Atlanta, LA, you have um, Tony Gonsolin versus Morton. If you want to go with some Braves versus Gonsolin, that's fine. You're gonna go, uh, he'll only go probably four innings maybe if he's throwing well. So get a lot of bullpen there too. But Atlanta could be a nice sneaky stack on the slate because most won't go there with every other option out there. And then last but not least, Cincinnati versus San Diego. San Diego is one of my favorite stacks. I love them. Going up on uh, Tuesday night, so far so good. They, they got uh, they got rolling early versus Raverson Martin. Now they get Victor Gutierrez as a massive pitch to contact guy as well. So I'll go right back to San Diego. You know your Cronenworth, your Machados for sure. Um, see what the lineup looks like. Profar has been very cheap and very productive. There's little ways to go about it, but make sure Machado is a, a, another nice looking piece to your lineups on this early five game slate. All right, seven game slate to get this party started on your Wednesday, your totals. this And this slate starts at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time with Arizona and Washington, which we don't have a total for yet, but Giants-Mets total of seven. Uh, Blue Jays-Red Sox, nine and a half. Rays-Cubs, nothing yet because Coors. Twins-Royals, eight. Rangers-Mariners, seven and a half. So a lot of like lower totals that uh, nine and a half between the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, far and away the biggest one. We'll see what Tampa Bay looks like. We'll see what Arizona-Washington looks like, but Overall, uh, small-looking totals on this late in Baltimore-Oakland. We're waiting on that one as well. So it recorded a little earlier than normal, so obviously we don't have all the totals yet. And again, if you have questions on Wednesday, I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick or join us in the free Fantasy DGens Discord. We'll take care of you around there. But for the pitching on this seven-game slate, Carlos Rodon is 10200 bucks, and he has been worth every penny so far. At least they finally priced him up. Let's just like at least go that far, DK. Finally got that much right. He was 98 last time, 93 the time before. Like he's slowly inching up. He went seven innings with one run, nine Ks against Cleveland. Prior, another 90 pitches. Prior start, five innings, one earned, 12 Ks against Miami on 89 pitches. So it looks like they're going in that 90-ish pitch range that they're gonna they're gonna monitor him there. So that'll kind of depend on how far he goes into the game with his pitch counts. But the strikeouts have been outstanding, and you got a New York Mets team that heading into Tuesday. 
striking out 20% of the time versus lefties hitting 235 with a 123 average. So if you want to go pay for, for uh, Rodon at 10-2, I have zero problem with that whatsoever. But if you want to save some a couple dollars, it's not a lot of money, a couple dollars and maybe be a little contrarian, Logan Gilbert's 9800 bucks. And most people might go, oh, I don't want to know if I want to pay 9800 bucks for Logan Gilbert. But A, he's at home versus Texas. He's gone five innings in both starts, uh, one run in each start. One start, only one was earned on a solo shot. He went four Ks and seven Ks, four against the White Sox, seven against Minnesota, both these starts on the road. And he got you over 20 DK points in both starts. He's coming in with an ERA below one on the season. And he faces this Texas Rangers offense that um, striking out 20% of the time versus right. He's the 212 average and a .072 ISO. So Logan Gilbert, I don't think many will want to pay 9800 bucks for. Most, if they're going that high, are going to want to pay Carlos Rodon or they're going to pay 96 for Chris Bassett. Gilbert makes for a phenomenal tournament play at 9800 bucks. He won't go deep into the game. Like I said, both starts were five in, uh, five innings. He went 85 pitches in both starts. Kind of like how Rodon's a 90-pitch guy. Gilbert might be an 85 to 90-pitch guy as well. That might be where they're looking in this scenario early on, but he makes for a good tournament play at 98. I have no problem with Bassett at 96. This Giants team, you know, they were pesky against Miguel, but Miguel settled in and still got, you know, five or six innings in there after the four runs were scored. And then Scherzer just straight dominated, just straight dominated. Bassett doesn't have that elite strikeout stuff, so like I'm kind of tempted to put some Giants bats in the lineups. But Bassett's been great. So 9600 bucks if you want to go there, you can. I'd honestly rather go Carlos Rodon or Logan Gilbert. But all three of these options up top, really, really good spots. You can play the ownership game if you want, uh, if, if you choose. But for me, it's Rodon. Gilbert Bassett in that order. I think Gilbert's like a phenomenal tournament pivot on all of them. Rodon just makes makes a pretty good cash game play. Pretty simple stuff there. Now, if you're going cheaper though, Eric Fetty at eighty four hundred, eighty three hundred bucks is quite tempting on this slate. Five innings in both starts, two runs in both starts, five and six Ks. That's at Pittsburgh against the New York Mets. So he's been kind of consistent in that regard. Ninety six pitches his last time out, which is very strong. And most importantly, he's facing the Arizona Diamondbacks. We saw Josiah Gray carve them up. We saw Logan Gilbert pitch, or not Logan Gilbert. I uh, just totally blanked, blanked on uh, Adon. Uh, Adon pitched for in game two. He pitched pretty darn well as, also. So it's an Arizona team. This doesn't count the way Gray carved them up. Um, heading in to Tuesday, they're striking out 28% of the time versus right-handed pitching with a 160 bag average against a 150 ice versus righties. That number is sure to go up after this performance. So Eric Fetty makes for a nice tournament play at 8300 Not sure I would play him in cash. He's probably got like a 15-point floor, but... He's almost cash viable. I'd prefer him in tournaments, though, but it's close, and he makes for a very interesting play at 83. On the flip side, somehow Merrill Kelly's only $8,000. and It's like every slate we talk about. It was Montas on Monday. It's Musgrove on Tuesday. Now it's Merrill Kelly on Wednesday as just a cheap play that makes no sense at all. So um, give me some Merrill. He's given up no runs so far this year. He got up to 79 pitches his last time out. He's been very, very effective, 6Ks, 7Ks in his two outings. And against this uh, Washington team, that is striking out 23% of the time versus righties. Merrill Kelly's velocity is up. The pitch mix is looking great. Merrill Kelly makes for a very, very nice play at $8,000. Like I'd play him in cash. I'd play him in tournaments and be very, very good to go in those scenarios. Now, if you're looking for some value on this slate, Dane Dunning is $6,600. He could be your guy. Went three and two-thirds last time, but most importantly, 86 pitches and 7Ks. Just wasn't super efficient. But going up against Seattle, you can uh, – at least hopefully get some strikeouts, striking out 21% against uh, right-handed pitching. So if you're looking for a punt play, Dunning at 66 is intriguing. Otherwise, I could say you could look at Daniel Lynch at 55 just for the fact he's got strikeout bonanzas. He, his last start against St. Louis, five innings, nine hits, six earned, three home runs, but seven Ks. He still got 7.3 points even though he got shelled because of the strikeout appeal. 
and now he faces a Minnesota team that is striking out 26.5% of the time versus right, uh, left-handed pitching, 195 average, 165 ISO versus lefties. So Daniel Lynch at 55 makes for a really fun tournament pivot. Like if he just limits it to three runs and gets the strikeouts, he's going to pay off everything in a big, big way. So I, I kind of like the idea of using Daniel Lynch as a nice tournament play for savings at 55 hundo. So the pitching for me, I love Rodon at 10-2. If you want to pivot off of him, Gilbert at 98 is very, very strong. Bassett's fine. I just prefer Rodon and Gilbert. Like if you want to go Bassett, go for it. I prefer Rodon and Gilbert. Eric Fetty makes for a nice tournament play at 83. I think Merrill Kelly's tournament and GPP viable is just like the value of the slate. So if you're playing cash, I'd probably go Kelly and Rodon personally. So you got those going for you. And if you need to punt, you can look at Dane Dunning, but I think Daniel Lynch is your punt play at 5,500 bucks. I think that's really got some legs to it, and that's where I'll be looking to do some damage. All right, let's talk about the bats on this slate. Catcher's position today because he's in the Ding Dong City on Tuesday. But Sean Murphy continues to make for Hundo if you need that one. But you can save a few shekels if you like. And uh, go down to Dalton Varsho versus Fetty at 3,500. Varsho had his second home run of the season on Tuesday. So he's a bit of a value at 3,500. Catcher outfield eligible. Uh, but cheaper options, Zach Collins continues to rake. He's been DHing a lot. He's 2,800 versus Pavetta. Went deep again on Tuesday. We've been all over him on this show and in the Discord. He's been like a cash game lock. So they usually bat him like fifth. And he's just crushing it. So Zach Collins at 28. I mentioned Gary Sanchez every night. He had another decent night on uh, Tuesday. He's only 2800 bucks for Lynch. So if you're not using Lynch, Sanchez is a really strong value as well as he continues to get the job done at the dish. And the last but not least, if you're fading Chris Bassett, Joey Bart's 2300 bucks. That's got tournament appeal. Like I'd rather have, um, I'd rather have Gary Sanchez and Zach Collins probably and Collins especially in cash. But Bart brings some nice 2300 tournament punt type upside at the catcher's position uh first base for you on this one again vladdy's always in play toronto's always in play especially against nip cavetta who's been struggling a ton so far this season so the toronto's very much alive in this one but you can save a few dollars and go down to the likes of ty france frank schwindel went deep again on uh tuesday but josh josh bell um i'm not really looking to fade kelly but you could ty france at 45 is kind of where i'd be starting things on this slate but uh you can go on down farther, like in tournaments, Seth Brown versus Jordan Lyles at 3400 bucks has a ton of appeal. If you're fading Eric Fede, Seth Beer at 3300 bucks is a really good play. I keep pumping uh, Hunter Dozier, first base outfit eligible. Well, he went in his second home run of the year on Tuesday. The dude is hitting very, very well. Great quality of contact. So Dozier at 3K is a nice value. I mentioned Trey Boo Boo. He's one to keep an eye on every single day. If you are fading Daniel Lynch, Miguel Sano is only 2600 bucks in your stacks. Um, for Minnesota if you're fading Lynch, but you don't have to. Dozier's probably about as cheap as I would go right now at the position unless you want a piece of Miguel Sano. Uh, second base for you on this slate, you can look at Brandon Lau, no problem, but I'd rather start with Whit Merrifield at 54 versus Paddock, who is very, very bad. So I think that's a good one. Uh, Merrifield, um, Marcus Simeon went deep on Tuesday, so maybe he's going to start heating up, something to keep in mind. But Jorge Polanco's 4K got priced up a little bit more, but still 4K is not too shabby. For Polanco in this matchup. Tony Kemp at 38 in tournaments. I like Tony Kemp. I think Nicky Lopez at 37 is a much better cash game play. Second base shortstop, especially now that Nicky Lopez is hitting second in that lineup. He's hitting for a high average. Much better cash game play than Tony Kemp at 3,700. Sliding on down like Sheldon Noyce. I mentioned him before, 2,900 bucks. If you're stacking in a tournament with the A's, it's a good value, but don't force him into your lineups just because he's cheap. There's other cheap plays I'd much rather have. 
Uh, third base position, Rafael Devers at 59 continues to crush it. Patrick Wisdom went deep again. He's a tournament play almost every single night. He's 4600 bucks. Like, I'm not forcing him in the lineup, so it's one of those if it looks like, oh, okay, well, he kind of fits. He's always tournament viable because he's got that double-dong upside. We talk about it for, for tournaments all the time. Like, I'm not looking to stack the Cubs, but if I'm looking for a one-off, a guy like Patrick Wisdom fits that mole. Like, he can go 0 for 5 with five strikeouts. He could also triple-dong because that's what he does. So Patrick Wisdom at 46 uh, is in play for you. Uh, a few others, if you want to go down here, like I mentioned, Sheldon Noyce. If you're stacking the Giants, you got guys like Wilmer Flores, Jake Vossler. They're both down here super cheap. If you're looking to fade Bassett, which I think has a little bit of upside to it. And then Gio Urshela is 2200 bucks if you're stacking the Twins. That's a pretty good value for a not a big power bat, but a good overall batting average guy, hopefully run producer as well. Shortstop position, Frankie Lindor continues to crush. He's 59 hundo. Uh, in game one of the double dip, he went two for five with a double, 17 more DK points. He is just crushing baseballs right now. So if you're fading Carlos Rodon, Lindor is very intriguing. Otherwise, I'd save money and go to Wander Franco or um, Corey Seager or Carlos Correa. That's where I'd be starting things at the shortstop position. Again, it's always a top-heavy position, so it's hard to just punt the position. But uh, you can. You can save money and go to Nico Lo- Nicky Lopez at 37 hundo, who we've talked about a few times. Jorge Mateo at 28 has a little bit of savings as well. If you're looking for that guy, Dalton Jeffries has not proved himself in the bigs yet. So the uh, Orioles can bring some value for you tonight uh, on this slate. Outfield position, though, Juan Soto at 61. He's just, you know, awesome play. Night in and night out. I know he's not crushing it right now consistently, but we know how Soto can get in a zone and start raking. I went Merrifield at 54. I mentioned him earlier. Uh, Jesse Winker, it's another good matchup. Man, he is struggling tremendously, but a great spot at 48. Cedric Mullins at 47, uh, and, and Benintendi at 46. All really good spots. I'd probably go Benintendi, Mullins, and Winker in that order, but um, really good spots there. It's like Winker's got to Winker get off the pot pretty soon, but uh, I like Benny and Mullins at those price points right there. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. at 42 is one of the best hard hit rates in baseball right now, or barrel per plate appearance or whatever. I was looking at it uh, last night. So Gurriel at 42. Like to see that. Uh, some other ones here. Alex Verdugo is only 41. It's a good value for him. Um, I mentioned Tony Kemp earlier at 38. If you're doing that, Dalton Varsho is 35. Play him at catcher. If you're going to play him, don't play him in the outfield. Um, save that for someone else. Seth Brown at 34 is a value for you. Jared Klinik at 33. If you're attacking Dunning, Klinik's not a bad option. He produced a couple runs on Tuesday night as well. Um, getting to low 3Ks now and sliding on down. Again, if you're fading Dalton Jeffries, Austin Hayes is 31. That's got a little bit of appeal. Jock, Jock Jams is only 3100 bucks. He went deep off of Tyler McGill in game one of the double dip on uh, Tuesday. So Jock Jams at 31. It's a good tournament value. Hunter Dozier at 3K. Talked about him a second ago. I like that a lot. Uh, at that price point, it's a really good play. Trey Boo Boo's at 29. Steven Duggar at 29. If you do stack the Giants, Giants are cheap if you're looking to do that. And I think that's going to be about it for the outfield position. Yeah, it's going to do it. All right, let's recap the pitching real quick. For me up top, it's Carlos Rodon at 10-2. I think Logan Gilbert is a phenomenal tournament play. If you don't want to use Rodon in tournaments, you can use Rodon in any format. I don't care. But I think Gilbert's a good pivot. And Bassett's fine, but I prefer to use Gilbert or Rodon personally. Eric Fede at 83 is a nice tournament play that will go virtually unowned. Merrill Kelly at 8K is your cash game and your tournament play. If you're playing cash, Kelly and Rodon is where I'd be starting things. And if you're looking to punt, I'm not even going to mention Dane Dunning anymore. I think Daniel Lynch is your dog at 55 hundo. I think it's limited to like three runs. The strikeouts will be there in bunches versus Minnesota. So Lynch at 55 has a ton of appeal for us in this slate. Uh, stacking it up on your Wednesday for you. 
Arizona, Washington's interesting. If you're not using Fede, I think Arizona has a couple pieces like Beer and 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 uh, Ketel Marte, maybe some David Peralta and Dalton Barshler. There's a couple pieces in Arizona that could be quite tempting. I think Toronto versus Pavetta. Pavetta's looked lost right now. He could figure it out, no doubt. But it could be a big Toronto night with Vladito and company. If you're doing Toronto, start with Vladito. Very simple. Uh, Giants, Mets. If you want to go Giants, you can. Don't force it. But it's an interesting, uh, cheap, cheap target area on this slate. Minnesota, Kansas City. I'll be going back here. At more Kansas City bats versus Paddock. I like that. If you're not using Lynch for value, you can go with the Minnesota, but I like the KC side of that one quite a bit. Uh, Seattle, Texas. Don't mind some Seattle bats versus Dunning. And then Baltimore, Oakland. I think both those teams are in play in a big way. So see what lineups come up. But lots of value with these bats outside of Toronto. So you can afford Toronto pretty easily if you want. And then just take a bunch of value elsewhere because if you play Daniel Lynch, you can pretty much do whatever you want on this slate. There you guys, there you go, guys. In out for your Wednesday action. Five game early slate, seven game main slate. If you got any questions, hit me up on Twitter at BDentric and join us in the free Fantasy DJs Discord. If you can give us a rate and review on iTunes, I truly would appreciate it. Uh, if you do season long fantasy baseball, you just like fantasy baseball in general. The Bench with Bubba podcast coming at you multiple times a week. Tuesday night recorded a new episode with uh, Bat Flip Crazy, Bubba and the Bat Flip. It's going over the week that was in Fab and much, much more. So go check that out on Benched with Bubba. But for now, everybody. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, April 20th edition. Now, we're